Welcome to the Agency Journey Podcast, where we connect with agency leaders to uncover the hidden systems and processes that drive their success. Now, let's dive into today's show. Hey, as we're diving into today's episode of Agency Journey, let me tell you real quickly about our sponsor, Aribi. Aribi is a super cool on-one marketing analytics tool. They've got Google Analytics squarely in their sites right now. And I can remember setting up Google Analytics as a sophomore in college and thinking this was just the coolest platform. And as it's matured, it's still super powerful, but it's become so complex to deal with. And Aribi has a value prop totally aside from this. But what I absolutely love about my experience plugging Aribi into Zenpilot.com is I didn't have to mess around with setting up what events I wanted to capture and tracking all my changes. And if I messed up a view, then it would, it would delete all the data that I had. I just plugged it in, it crawled, it captured all, our, all of our events, made it super easy to see our funnel. And it just works. I love being able to see, for example, how many people read the definitive guide to click up for agencies, a blog post that I wrote, I don't know, six months ago. See where those folks come from, how that influences the buying process, the funnel, the way that it works out. So super excited to have Aribi as a sponsor. You can check it out. Go to aribi.io slash agency journey. It's all one word. If you spin up a free trial there, use the coupon code agency journey. Same thing, all one word. That'll give you 20% off any plan, which is super generous of them. And remember, they can track all of our conversions. So, so check them out. Um, that's aribi.io. We appreciate their sponsorship. Let's get on with the episode. Hey, welcome back to another episode of Agency Journey. This is Gray McKenzie here from Zen Pilot. And this week, I have the pleasure of bringing on Josh Elkin, who is the founder of Linkflow, who's a super cool, high-quality, white-hat link-building agency. And uh, Josh and I have known each other for, we're coming up on a year, I think. Um, so Josh, I'm excited to have you on the podcast. This is well overdue. Thanks for joining us. Thanks, Gray. Super excited. Super excited to be on here. I've actually been listening to this podcast for about six years since... Uh, I just started out launching my own agency, so um, it's it's definitely an honor to finally be on, and it's uh, it's exciting and for me to finally get to talk to you guys on the awesome. podcast well, instead of just listening. Right, I'm excited. Uh, Made six years. That's uh, so you've been with us almost since the podcast started. Uh, yeah, 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 awesome. totally. Cool. So your story's um, pretty cool. We've had a chance to work together. And to see you kind of focus in on a specific niche um, and really grow uh, very quickly here, especially over the past year, year and a half, two years, um, doing a specific service is that's the type of story that I love highlighting. So why can if we just went kind of real quick agency background, what was the evolution to get to this place where you guys are just doing link building? Yeah. Yeah, great question. So um, when I started out, like most people, sort of a little bit of everything. Um, so we were doing some content marketing. I was doing some paid ads. Um, was doing some email marketing, and uh, consistently kind of just realized like there was one problem that clients consistently kept having, and that was the ability to build backlinks repeatedly. So after a few years of kind of actually just flailing around and trying different things and, and trying to find something that would be sticky, um, realized, Hey, there's this one consistent challenge for companies. And it seems that it's like something that no one really knows how to do well. 
and they know they need to do it. It's important, but, or, you know, they, they maybe made a sporadic attempt at it. Um, but it's, it's hard to do consistently. It's hard to do in a scalable way. So, um, I think I just read the book built to built to sell around that time, which emphasizes focusing on one kind of very specific service and just doing that well. And it all kind of clicked to me like, Hey, this is a service that is hard to do. So there's value in offering it. Um, most companies don't do it in house and it's something that, you know, if I learn to do it, well, then it's it's definitely going to be valuable for a bunch of companies. So decided to shed everything else that we were doing as an agency about, about two and a half years ago and just learn the ins and outs of link building um, and go all in on that. Right. Uh, and on top of that specialty, which um, is already pretty niche, then you guys, at least from a client acquisition perspective really focused in on kind of technology SaaS um, businesses. And so getting to that piece, is that still the primary, at least from a growth perspective, not necessarily that you wouldn't take on a customer who came outside of um, those specific industries, but is that still the main vertical that you guys are targeting? Um, it's still the core focus. It's still, I, I'd say 70% of our clients fall in that kind of B2B tech SaaS uh, world. We've picked up a few clients that are also kind of online education. And so really it's, it's anything where there's uh, online is, is the bulk of their presence and how they generate business. Um, for some reason, e-commerce has not been a great niche for us. We've kind of left that one aside, but, um, yeah, online education has been big for us. And then, yeah, we're still very focused on B2B tech and SaaS. Um, they just seem to be good clients. And so we've we've stuck with them. Uh, we do have a, a few that are just kind of oddball clients that are um, not in those verticals. But yeah, right. for the most part, we, we, we try to stick to those. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, so as you guys have gone, kind of bring us up to the present day in terms of agency, uh, kind of like, team size, any main focuses or initiatives that you've got going on right now. Um, and then I, I want to jump back in time a little bit to some of the lessons that you guys have learned kind of growing things out, but what does the team look like today? Um, and kind of where's the agency at? Yeah. So today we're a team of 12. Um, it's me. Uh, I brought on a, a partner, Ben, about a year ago, and we can talk more about that in a bit. Um, and then we have a four person link operations team. Uh, we have client success and we have a three person SEO team that just helps ensure that our link building is, is moving the metrics for our clients in the right direction. So, um, we've definitely beefed up our kind of overall SEO strategy piece. Um, and I, I Going back to sort of like our evolution. So when when I started this about three years ago, uh, it was purely, hey, you want links? We can build links. Tell us how many you want per month. And we'll go out and do outreach and, and build those links. And what, what we kind of learned early on or what I learned early on, because it was really 
mostly just me at that point was um, clients that didn't have a great SEO strategy. We would do the same quality link building, but the results wouldn't be there because we weren't focused on the right pages or, or maybe the content was weak. So it's sort of been in the back of my mind for a while that that's something that we need to, we'd like to get a little more involved on the strategy side as well. Um, so to that end, we, we kind of beefed up our SEO chops and, and hired some SEO folks. And I think the, 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 the biggest evolution in our business kind of came during, during COVID actually. Um, and so we were a, a year ago now, I think it was still, I had just brought on Ben and I think we had one, one other person kind of doing the, the link outreach and operations. And um, around that time, we just realized, hey, if we want to grow, we really need to improve our operational processes, um, just get everything squared away in, in such a way that it, it wasn't us just kind of, it felt a little house of cards-ish in a way. So we really needed to just shore up the, the, the foundation. And that's around the time we found you guys. And um, that, that was sort of the, the catalyst for changing a lot of things in our business. So, yeah. yeah. Well, and you guys made a lot of, uh, a lot of shifts in terms of kind of yep. going to market, uh, bringing on the team, reworking with the team was like, and a huge investment that you guys made in terms of streamlining your processes. Um, you guys moved on to click up from a project management perspective, kind of took all that stuff. Um, really seriously in the, in the build out phase, the, but, but you made a decision. Um, I'm trying to think, well, no, about a, about a year ago, right. When you, I think the, was the original conversation with Ben. So this is, um, we, we've seen this a handful of times, but most of the time it's either solo founder or it's founders who came into the business as partners. But mm -hmm. one of the, one of the pieces of your story that I wanted to hit on was you brought Ben on, and uh and then into the business um as a partner and i think if i'm remembering this right he maybe started as a contractor initially um and then moved into that co-founder business partner role with you guys so i'd be curious yeah. to hear because i hear that from some folks who are like man i wish i had i know i'm the visionary i need somebody to be the integrator or i'm really good at the details i need to sell someone who can come in and sell for me um what was the impetus for that? How did that relationship come about bringing Ben in? Yeah. So I, you know, from when I started in this agency world about five years ago, I'd, I'd always wanted a business partner. Um, and I'd sort of done trial runs with five different people over the years doing you know, various different agency models and none of them worked out. And so I was sort of resigned to the fact that, okay, you know what, this business, I'm going to, I'm going to, do it alone. And that's okay. Um, and then I think it was last, it was last year during COVID. I was just like, I had this epiphany moment of like, you know what, what do I really want? And, and it was three things. One of them was I, I wanted a dog. One of them was I wanted a, a better workstation from home. And one of them was I wanted a business partner. And I just focused on those three things. I think I actually got the business partner first. That was surprisingly the easiest of the three um 
I put an ad in, in, a, in a marketing agency owner group on Facebook of all places and um, basically said, look, I've grown this agency uh, from zero up to, I think at that point it was like 40, 40 grand a month MRR. Yep. Um, I'm looking to take it, you know, I'm looking at 5X that. I really am kind of tired of doing it alone. It was, it was more of like a, you want someone to share share the experience with for me. Um, to me, like I'd rather have a little less equity and, and share share in the experience with someone else who I like. And, and I just had a gut feeling that would be a good, the right move. So I put that, I put that post up on Facebook and, and Ben was actually the first person to respond. Um, we had a quick chat. I could immediately, he was, he was running his own agency at the time, but he wasn't, he didn't love running his own agency. Um, and he was also kind of looking to team up. So it just, it just kind of worked out well that way. Um, so the way we structured it at first was, um, just kind of a trial, a trial basis where for this first six months, I paid him a fixed salary and kind of said, this is like the, the, the dating phase. Um, before we get engaged, so to speak. So let's, let's see how this goes. And if after six months, we still like each other and, and want to work together, then we'll talk about equity and how to make that work. So uh, we did that, that dating phase for six months. Um, to be honest, I probably under underpaid Ben during that time. And um, you know, he was, he was great about that and sort of said, look, as long as I, as long as we kind of make this right on the back end, I'm, I'm cool with that. And um, yeah, it just worked out well. We have, you know, sim similar, we, we, we think about things similarly, but we have very different styles. Um, I tend to be more of kind of like the big picture idea guy, whereas he's more of like the, he's, yeah, more of kind of the, the integrator type personality. Um, but also he's just fantastic with, with people and kind of managing the team as well. So we complement each other in a few ways and, and that's been just a great, great partnership. And it just really in, infused a lot more energy and really joy back into my day to day. And, and that is, is kind of an inflection point for the business taking off, I think was bringing in that. Um, that's a real cool story to hear. I think the piece that like that kind of joy piece or the motivation piece that's tied to that, that's like the priceless part of, of running a business. I think most agencies, an agency is not a super complicated business model to run. It's like, hey, what's something that we're good at that people care about that's an expensive problem to solve and we can go find a way to acquire customers and deliver a good service there. And yeah, the yeah. ones that fail, and this is probably true for any business, but particularly for agencies just because that's where I've seen it the most. Um, it's rarely a failure because Hey, we actually couldn't make it work. It's usually a motivation um, issue. Like someone got burned out. It it does take a, a little while for most agencies to really get off the ground and get things dialed in. And a lot of agencies just die during that period or go through trauma somewhere along the way. Every agency goes through it. You lose key people or big clients leave or what whatever happens. Yeah. Um, there's stuff that comes up. And kind of motivation, you know, like your desire to continue doing it. Uh disappears or that that's a stronger desire than the desire to keep running your own thing and, and building an agency. Yeah. So I think that yeah. that's the piece totally. 
it's like a, a piece here that you're kind of highlighting that's an important piece as you recognized as would be like I really want to share this experience with somebody else and that means enough to me that I'm willing to give up a chunk of um, this business to somebody and then went out and went through the trial period and found someone. And I think that the six month trial period is a good uh, timeline in terms of who yeah. you find and how you find them and how that, that all gets structured. There's a lot for every agency to figure out for themselves, kind of what, what works best in that situation. But I like the way that you guys approach that. So it's cool to hear the, hear the story firsthand, um, especially at this yeah. point, a year later, looking back on it. Yeah. And, and it's, it's just, yeah, it was, it was just a game changer. It made like, I was actually unhappy uh, about a year and a half ago, um, running the agency on my own. And I, I wasn't even sure if I wanted to continue on, even though, it was doing 40 K a month, which is decent, you know, for one person. And, and I, but it, I was just not happy. And, you know, the people element is such a big part of it. And so, yeah, bringing Ben on. And then as soon as we brought, as I brought Ben on, um, we just started making all these changes and improvements and it kind of just took off from there and, and we can get to that kind of next, yeah. I guess. Yeah. So, um, you just kind of went through that. You went through streamlining how you were selling. And so you guys made some shifts. Um, this is one of the first things that we worked together on was shifting a little bit of how you sell, um, to clients and away from just directly into retainers or here's a flat pay X per, per link and into kind of a discovery project on and strategy project on the front end, which allows you guys to be more influential in terms of saying, Oh, here's what you actually should be uh, building links towards or give more input. Um, yeah. Are you, has that model stuck? How has that shift worked out for you? Or have you changed anything from selling uh, on the front end? No, it's, it's absolutely stuck. And it was, it's funny when, so we went through your foundations program and, um, you guys are pushing us in that direction of, Hey, you know, why don't you sell kind of a, an upfront strategy piece? Cause at the time I was just speaking to clients and, and kind of saying, all right, let's do a 10 link a month retainer. Um, but each sales pitch was kind of very customized to their situation. And it, it felt like no two sales calls were, were exactly the same. Um, and so I was kind of like, adjusting it on the fly each time. Um, so when we worked with you guys and, and you pushed us to create kind of a, an entry level product offering, that was the strategic roadmap that we now do. Um, I was very hesitant at first. I was, Ben was all about it. And I was skeptical. I said, well, are people really going to find value in this strategy project where we're not actually building any links for them? And you know, it, it was just kind of a leap of faith there where I had to trust what you guys were telling us. And um, I'd say to our credit, we, we, we implemented that quite quickly. Uh, we didn't deliberate it on it long. It was kind of, and Ben, Ben pushed hard on this as well. It was like, all right, we're switching this new model. Let's just start selling it this week and, and let's just go with it. And to our, to my surprise, it, it immediately, resonated with people and it worked and um it just made everything much smoother as far as the rest of the sales process so um 
the foot, the foot in the door offer, you know, we, we, it did take some time to refine it and get it right. Um, but now we're at a spot where clients love that piece. They find a lot of value in just that. And on top of that, 90% of them go on to do a retainer with us. Um, so it's, it's been that, that's been a game changer for multiple reasons. You know, one has allowed us to price our services higher. I think because we come in with better positioning at the front end. Um, two, it's just an easier product to sell. So instead of me having to come in and really analyze their business and then give them a custom proposal, um, we, this allowed us to hire a salesperson who could then sell that roadmap because it's, it's just a much easier sell. It's, it's a smaller amount of money. It's a one-time fee. It's more bite-sized and approachable for companies to do. And the beauty of it is then our, our SEO team gets involved and that project kind of becomes the sales proposal for the bigger engagement. So I can't, re I recommend this to anyone who, who has an agency. Um, the foot in the door uh, piece is, is huge. And um, yeah, you guys are the ones who pushed us in that direction. And it's, it's been awesome. We still do it. What well, I think the piece out of that, I mean, there's, there's a couple different pieces. I think if you got, um, and to be honest, I had, um, you know, like I, I wanted you guys to move in that direction, but at the same time you were, because of being so niche, it's, you know, it's pretty easy to do if, if you do gutter installation to come out and do a free estimate for somebody, right? There's only so many variables right. involved and the more complex a service gets, the more thinking and the more important the strategy on the front end to even understand what should we be doing here uh, becomes. And so at least internally for me, there's a little bit more hesitancy saying, I don't know, maybe backlinks and selling, you know, X links for X dollars. Maybe this is just is the right way to, to package this specific service. Yeah. My gut was like, no, I don't think so, but, but maybe this is simple enough that it should go. But what you guys did was you jumped in, implemented it right away and iterated off of it. And I was just listening to, um, this week in startups and Des Trainer, one of the co-founders at Intercom was mm -hmm. on and he had, he had this quote, he just said, fast gets good before good gets fast. And mm. I like that, like very quick, kind of like, like that, one, yeah. one liner for, Hey, you went yeah. in and put it in. And because of, I feel like a lot of the success that you guys have had has come from taking action and shipping things quickly and saying, it's definitely not gonna be right. Like we'll definitely make mistakes. The first, the first shot at it. Uh, but because we're moving fast, you guys have gotten good um, very quickly from the from the at bats. And same thing, I you know, I was telling our team this week. Um, we've got an awesome service for agencies right now, but that's not the fact that we've got a good product or a better you know a better service for agencies who are trying to streamline their operations and kind of have the the project management piece right at the same time. Our comp our big competitive advantage isn't that we're there today. Our big competitive advantage is that we just get more at bats at this and we ship more work than anyone else does. And that's our edge mm -hmm. that we need to, we need to keep pushing and, uh, and, and constantly kind of improving in the, you know, the specific area that we're focused on. And that's what's cool for you guys is now you're, you're just getting so many at bats at link building and doing it better and doing it more efficiently that the service just gets better and better and better. And same thing happened with your, with your roadmap process. 
Yeah, um, no, exactly. Yeah, we brought in kind of a a whole SEO team in Q4 last year to look at our roadmap process and say, all right, how can this be better? Um, how can it kind of naturally feed better into the engagement? And um, yeah, to, they, they were great at that. And and yeah, it was it was worth doing all that investment on the front end to figure that out because um, now we're we're in a much better spot as a business. Yep. And then one of the things um, that you guys did that I thought was unique and that you're still doing is kind of the agency partnership side and what makes Linkflow uh, awesome in terms of, you know, there's agencies who can partner with other agencies and play well uh, in the sandbox together and agencies yeah. who struggle with that a lot more. And what you guys have that's unique is you're so niche in terms of we're not doing all SEO, like we're touching one specific piece of it with the link building side. And so you've done uh, both agency partnerships and kind of referrals coming in, which I think you've got a standardized program for, but then also um, white label work for other agencies. And it's super nice because if I'm an agency who, like, I, I know that link building would have benefits for my clients, but we don't have the team to go in-house and do it. I can bring you guys in, whether it's white label or done as a referral partner. And I don't have to worry about, hey, they're going to go take my inbound client and take all the inbound components yeah. or, or PPC pieces. So tell me a little bit about what, uh, how you guys are operating with agencies and kind of growing that segment of the business here um, moving forward. How does that, what are, the, what are the options there in terms of white label versus referral partnerships? Yeah. So the white label thing is something we've, we've gone back and forth on a bit. Um, we, we used to do it and then we kind of stopped because we were kind of taking our full, you know, roadmap approach and trying to shoehorn it into an agency setting when an agency, let's say it's an inbound agency, right? They, They might already have a good SEO strategy. So they don't want the foot in the door. They don't want that level of kind of SEO strategy that we usually provide that goes along with the link building. All they want is they want links. Uh, they know the keywords they want to focus on. Uh, they know the pages they want to go to. And so I think for us, it was a bit of a shift to figure out, all right, how can we provide our service in such a way that it, it fills their need without kind of stepping on their toes and without having too many cooks in the SEO kitchen, so to speak. Um, and we're moving, we're, we're in the process of moving to this kind of a la carte model whereby um, say it's an inbound agency again, um, has a client where they think, okay, our SEO is good. We know we need you know five links a month for this client. They can just come to us and uh, we're working on building out a, an actual order portal on our website for sort of a self-serve pick, you know, here, you know, we want five links. Here's the anchor text we want. Um, here are the pages we want that to go to. And then on our back end, we still do our same process of going through finding the high quality publications that, that are going to be a good fit, vetting the links thoroughly. So all that quality is still there and all those checks. Um, the difference is we just don't, we're not as involved on the SEO strategy side. So we're able to offer it at a lower price point than if we're working with a direct client 
that needs a little more handholding on the SEO side. So, um, yeah, so that portal is in the works, but in the meantime, uh, we're just doing it via a form where if, if there's an agency that wants links, um, you know, we'll send them a form that says, all right, what are the, what, who's the client? What are the pages we're focused on? Um, how many do you want? And then it's kind of a no contract, no monthly commitment. We're not even doing a monthly minimum. It's just kind of take as many as you want this month. If you want to stop that next month, that's fine. And, um, yeah, there seems to be good, pretty good demand for that. Having spoken to a bunch of agencies, so we're gonna we're gonna spin that up again on the website very soon. Yep, that makes sense. Um, and then, sorry, you asked about the referral program as well. Yeah. So this is, I guess, a better fit for an agency that is in a different space. So say it's that it doesn't touch SEO. So say it's like a pay per click agency, a Facebook ads agency. Um, we do offer a referral program where if someone becomes a client that they refer to us, we just pay a flat fee back of $5,000. So it's pretty kind of straightforward on that end. Yep. Uh, that's awesome. What's uh, Josh for any agencies who are listening, who might be a good fit um, to explore that conversation. Linkflow.ai is the website, right? Yeah, exactly. It's it's linkflow.ai. We're rebranding this week. So by the time this airs, I think we will be live with that new website. Awesome. Um, and then okay, so last question. I'm gonna uh we'll wrap up with this. I appreciate your time um on the podcast. Yeah, for sure. Uh looking back now, especially over the journey here in the last uh last couple of years, um, any major takeaways we've hit on obviously a couple of things but anything else that are kind of key learnings that you've had that you'd point people back to to hey if i knew this uh yeah. 18 months ago we would have gone a lot faster there's so many um one is as a founder um try to take yourself out of the day-to-day operations as soon as you can um you know i had i was kind of forced to do this because about 6 months ago i had some health issues and I could no longer take all the sales calls myself. Um, I could no longer be on all the team meetings myself. And so it kind of forced my hand to say, all right, how can we... We've got to bring in someone else to close deals. Um, now, fortunately, we had the roadmap product at that time, which was easier to sell. And so we did bring in a salesperson. And it was just much easier to train that salesperson than I, than I expected it would be. And they were closing deals within a few weeks. And I didn't, I didn't think it would be that fast. So I guess I, over, I overestimated how valuable I was in the sales process, which is a bit of an ego thing for sure. Um, when in reality, you could train someone up pretty quickly to do almost as good a job as you can. And then you, know, you can train them and guide them. Um, but it's just a, a much better spot to be. So for any agency owner that's still doing all the sales themselves, um, that's something that you can offload far quicker than you think, um, especially if you have a foot in the door product. So I guess the set that kind of goes into the second thing that I wish we had done earlier, which is that foot in the door, um, 
that foot in the door offering that, that paves the way for just everything just makes everything much easier. Um, third thing, gosh, there's so many things I've learned. It's, I could go on and on. Um, yeah. uh, one one interesting thing that we do every week that was Ben's idea um, is we do a employee feedback survey every Friday. Hmm. And it's it's a basic job form. And we ask a bunch of questions like, you know, what's one thing that you're proud of this week? What's one thing that frustrated you this week? What's one, you know, one way that leadership could do better? What's a crazy idea you have for improving the business that might be a little out there? Um, and we do these every week. And at first, I thought this is going to be overkill. Um, we get so many ideas from, from reading those chat forms. And Ben and I go through them every Monday um, that it's been invaluable for the business. So I'd highly recommend anyone who's listening to this and has an agency. It just gives you a window into how everyone's feeling in the in the company. Um, what things are on people's mind? Are they happy? Are they frustrated? This week, we had someone who was frustrated because they felt um, their ideas weren't fully heard in a meeting. And we wouldn't have known about that if it weren't for the forum. So we read that and we were able to quickly address it, hop on a call with them, um, and kind of get to the bottom of things before it it festered. So um, that's just one thing that that I would highly recommend to all agencies to to start doing. That's an awesome tip. We use uh fifteen five for that internally. Okay. Um, yeah, whether it's a a form that you've got set up internally or you're using an yep. engagement tool like fifteen five or. Yeah, I haven't haven't checked that out, but yeah, that sounds cool too. And lastly. Um, not not just to to boost you guys up, but switching over to ClickUp and getting a project management system in place was an absolute game changer for us. Um, so to the point where now, when, when we have a new client, instead of you know, there's no back and forth over Slack. Everything's just automatically created and deployed, and everyone knows what they have to do when. There's someone monitoring to make sure, hey, if someone's got an overdue task. Um, are they on it? Do they let it slide for more than a few days? They'll call them out on it. And it's just been, it's been awesome. So having some sort of project management tool, I, you know, we love ClickUp. We love the way that you guys helped us implement ClickUp. Um, that's absolutely like one of the things that, that we, we should have done sooner as well. Awesome. The last thing I know I have a lot. The last thing is raise your prices. <laughs> I was, I was, I was scared to do this. Um, ben pushed me on this and um, just, it just makes obviously a huge impact on your margins. You can probably price higher than you think you can. And I kept hearing that advice and not taking it. Um, and, and we raised our prices and, and, it didn't seem to make any impact on whether or not people signed up. And in some ways we're it's, it's almost easier because we're working with better clients now. So that's the last thing I would, I'd, I'd wish we'd done sooner. That's awesome. I didn't expect you to have all five 
ready to go. But those are, those are all. I can keep. I could. I could keep going. I mean, just keep, just keep so going. I know there's like a twelve days of Christmas coming up here. From uh, <laughs> yeah, from it's just been a massive learning journey. I mean, this whole thing. Um, but but it's been great. So also we we implemented uh, EOS. Yeah. Um, and I'm sure a lot of these listeners are familiar with that, and that's been great. So um, just kind of giving framework to quarterly goal setting to what a meeting looks like. Um, it's just, it, you know, the more kind of systems and frame frameworks you have in place, uh, the easier everything gets. So we love EOS. It works well with, with, with ClickUp. Um, and yeah, the team seems to like it. So yeah, um, I think I'll stop there because I could just keep going and going. But that's awesome. Well, I, I appreciate you uh, bringing those gems and sharing them. I think the hidden piece with raising prices is every time you raise prices, you're also putting more pressure internally on yourself to deliver on that value. I think it's yeah. one, of the, one of the fastest ways to improve you know, the customer experience or what you're delivering to, to people is True. charging yep. charging more money. There's not a I'm sure there's not a one-to-one alignment between that. I think a lot of it also has to deal with people's personal relationship to money and what's expensive to one person is not expensive to another person. So that's not, yeah. it's, it's always, it doesn't always uh, directly align, but 90% of the time there's a, there's a clear alignment. If you tell somebody, what would you do to, you know, if you had to double the prices on this, what would you do differently? Yeah. That's kind of a good way to say, Hey, what are the things that they, know they ought to be doing that they're not doing right now and are justifying it because the price tag doesn't at least mentally allow them to. Yeah, no, ab- absolutely. And sometimes you can just raise the price on your current service because you're underpricing exactly. without having to change much at all too. Oh, there's, so. there's almost always uh, yeah. room to, to increase what you're, what you're currently charging people and the market will tell you pretty quickly. The market, the market will tell you. Yeah, yeah. that's very true. Awesome. Well, Josh, I appreciate your time coming on. Uh, folks want to follow along. Obviously, we mentioned linkflow.ai. Reach out uh, if you're looking for a white label link building partner or someone to refer to and get a generous kickback on that side. Any other places we should point people? No, that's that's pretty much it. Um, yeah, that's, cool. that's where to find us. Awesome. Josh, thanks for coming on. I appreciate your time, man. Thanks, Gray. It's been great to finally do this after listening for so long. Thanks for listening to the Agency Journey Podcast. Visit agencyjourneyinsiders.com to join the podcast community and be sure to subscribe for future episodes.